You're listening to the Psy Fidelity Podcast, episode 157, I Have Spoken. You must not allow younglings to listen to this podcast as it is intended for a mature audience. You must protect them from its adult themes and language. This is the way. Walmart had a Super Bowl commercial with all these sci-fi characters and aliens, and one of them was the phone booth from Bill and Ted, and it landed, and the current version of Bill, is that the Alex Winter one? I always get the which one plays. <laughs> yes. Ted Theodore yeah, okay. Logan. Yeah, okay, so. No, the, that's that's Keanu Reeves, right? Yeah, the yeah. original from the old Bill and Ted movies version of Bill and the current Bill walked out, and I'm like, oh, he couldn't get couldn't get Keanu Reeves. Uh, so you just got double bills instead. <laughs> that that that's sad. It's double billing, <laughs> but a marvelous pun. Oh yeah, there you go. Double I didn't even bill. catch that. <laughs> but um bump. That's actually I kind of like it now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't get to the pun. Now that you pointed out the pun, I kind of like the joke. <laughs> like it'll do now. It, oh yeah, it'll do now. Uh, I have not seen this commercial. I will have to find. Oh yeah, this. no, it's awesome. It's got like Star Trek, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Blade Runner. Like it's Mars Attacks. I was like, all right, respect Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> That's a think, pretty sweet commercial. <laughs> I think there's a song about this written by Blues Traveler. <laughs> for for those of us who don't know that discography as well as you do, yeah, um, yeah please fill us The in. hook. You might have heard it. I probably did. Yeah. It's like But if you want to sing a fuck of bars. Uh no, <laughs> I don't I don't think I'm doing that. <laughs> you know what you know what I think you might be doing? Oh, boy. <laughs> Somebody saw that segue. <laughs> Welcome to the Psy Fidelity Podcast. This is Michael. This is Patrick. This is Brian. And this is Steve. Welcome aboard. Today we're going to talk about The Mandalorian. You might have heard about it. It's a, I would say it's a TV show, but it's not really airing on television per se. Most of us have cut the cord, so... No, not all of us. I saw it on a television, but I don't think there was any actual television involved in getting it there. Well, there's no other way to watch it, right? Like, you have to... I don't know about that. You can't watch it on TV, so you have to get it digitally, right? And unless, unless like, a movie theater is going to start, like, Alamo, they might put it up there. I'd go. I'd go see all eight episodes. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know they get the money for it, like the licensing for it, but hey. Or they could. They just have to spend a lot. And then would it be worth it? I don't know. 
I don't know. Who doesn't want to see the child on a big screen? Uh, but then I got to interact with other people. Ugh, gross. <laughs> you know I'm a nerd, right? There's just nothing but introverts and uh, shut-ins, so. You're about as social as Mando himself. Yeah, good point. Hey, can I, uh, since, since we're just going to start here, can I just say good on that guy for keeping the fucking mask on? <laughs> That's, look, the character's going to keep his mask on. If this was anything else, he'd be popping that bitch off like every five minutes. If it was Marvel, like, oh, 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 this is the way. Oh, put my mask back on. Oh, take it off. Oh, this is still the way. Hoo hoo. Oh. I love how much that bugs you. <laughs> it, yes. Yes, why? I don't know how it doesn't bug you, all right? It I should be. Say, I didn't say it didn't bug me. I said I love how much it bugs you. <laughs> like, yeah. it certainly bugs you way more than it bugs me. Look, I saw Far From Home. I, yeah, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. a lot of that shit in that movie did not make sense. I, Dude, I, why I, is your mask off? <laughs> I, I think Disney will be keeping this not so much to keep Patrick happy as because it allows them to use the stunt double to play the scenes if the other actor is uh, expen- too expensive for that day. So It also really works for translations. Helps a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, the actor that plays uh, Mando, I mean, I think Some he just time. showed up. I think he just showed up for that one day. <laughs> and every other day, he just he did like AVR. Yeah, yeah. He just did a, voiceover. A lot of the time it is him in the suit, but it is not anywhere near all the time him in the suit. That's oh, what Brian, I heard quit from talking like you actually fucking know. You don't know. I've read interviews with the people who make the show. That's what they That's said. lies. Yeah, it's all okay. lies. They're trying to downplay that guy's very, uh, very good work ethic. Like, oh, no, he wasn't there all the time, though. No, no, no. Yeah, no, no. He was on the sets. So we'd have a, a sense for how it was. And then we let him suit up. And then we let the stuntman do shit. Okay. That guy that guy did 5% of the work of the actual shooting. Look, he, he rocked that voiceover box. <laughs> <laughs> but when it came to actual shooting, his ass showed up drunk one day. <laughs> he had to sit in the makeup chair for 45 minutes, hammered. <laughs> So they can make him bloody. And then he had to lay down on camera. He wasn't even standing. No, no, no. Nah. He was drunk. No, he did that to himself. He fell down a flight of stairs. And they're like, all right, fine. Uh, he actually had to write the whole episode to explain why uh, he looked that way. He, he was in the makeup chair getting cleaned up. <laughs> like, what right, happened here, to gonna, you? You know you're supposed to be on camera today. Put this mask on, and then we're going to take this helmet off, and then you say your lines, and you can go home, okay? That's fine. <laughs> they will call you an ambulance. <laughs> I can't I, I can't get an ambulance. I've got that shitty Disney health insurance. I can't. <laughs> uh, oh, all man. right, so... All right, if we're going to discuss it, let's break it down into into uh, the different sections. Because there are, in my opinion, because I have a friend that hadn't seen the show, so I had to watch the show again. I, it really wasn't an imposition. I loved the show. Um, so when I rewatched it, I overanalyzed it, as I normally do. And so there are three phases of The Mandalorian. There's the first three episodes, the following three episodes, and then the two-part finale. Those are the three act structure yeah. of the first season. Oh okay. wow, we're doing we're doing three act structure. I thought you were talking about 
what what's most important. So there's Baby Yoda, there's cameos, and then there's... Oh, oh, no, 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 I was going to do all of that. Ah. I was just going to break them up into those now, three sections. I was <laughs> actually surprised at how episodic it was. I was really expecting something uh, more like, you know, Picard or something where it's all one big story. And story. this was... This really was a lot of self-contained bits um, with with only some loose threads connecting them, which felt very weird for something this short and produced in 2019. Um, so, I liked it. I liked it a lot. It was refreshing and fun, um, but it was not what I was expecting. I'll tell you I what I had to do was, was pay attention to who wrote the episode because that had a lot to do with whether or not I thought that was one of the better episodes. I would say that the middle section was very ep- op- episodic. I feel like the first part, the first three episodes, did feel like one long story, and then the two parter definitely felt like one long story. Well, but yeah. yeah, the three well. the three episodes in the middle definitely felt like uh, Monster of the Week X Files episodes. <laughs> I think, and I'm I'm totally guessing. I'm not trying to pull a Brian and pretending like I know. I'm guessing that what happened was. What happened was John Favreau kind of wrote it. He -hmm. wrote it. And then there wasn't enough there. Disney wanted some more episodes and they got some other writers to fill in and they stuck them in where they would fit in. And those turned out to be the episodes that I felt were lesser because as it turns out, the John Favreau written episodes I felt were the better ones. Yeah. They're the ones that definitely had the, uh, like the 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 thread of the story, but they I, but they so, were so, better character driven, not just story driven uh, episodes too. So for those of fun. us that just like to watch a fucking show, which episodes were uh, directed by John Favreau? Were written by John uh, written. Favreau. Whatever. Uh, I think it was the first three episodes in the last two episodes. Okay, there you go. I, I believe those were the ones. I know the last two episodes were written by Jean Favreau, and I'm fairly certain he set it up. So I'm pretty sure he wrote the setup of the show. Because the whole, the first three episodes, I mean, you get the episode where you meet the child, the second episode where you find out the child is something special, and then the third episode where they pretty much bond the two characters permanently, where he, you know, betrays the child and then says, no, fuck this. They, the child's too cute. I can't let that shit go. I got to save that cute ass baby. I got to save that 50 year old baby. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Steve, but I I just wanted to share with the rest of the listening class for those of us that 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 didn't didn't. key on that on that bit of uh, data. I will admit the the middle episodes are weak. I I, um, are weaker. I think they're okay. What? I oh, them. he's talking that shit. All right, he all right. He wants this to be a long episode. Okay, cool. Um, I, <laughs> honestly, the episode that I liked least was the first, but that was only on first viewing because I hadn't really figured out what kind of show this was. And then about when when he started attacking the sand crawler in the second episode, I suddenly realized, oh, this is like Samurai Jack, and it all clicked, and I loved the rest of it, and I went back and watched the first one, and I loved that one, too. I just, I, it was so different from what I was expecting, I was really feeling lost as to <laughs> where know. and how this was all supposed to work. <laughs> See, here's what I love. 
Everything that you just said was true for me, except I had the opposite reaction. I didn't, when I watched the first episode, it was completely different than what I was expecting, and that's why I loved it. I loved, because I was like, this is not at all what I thought this was going to be, so now I love this. Yeah, I, I was... If they just, had given me what I thought it was going to be, I probably would have been bored. <laughs> uh, honestly, I to was. Answer your I, question. I am too. I didn't. I don't like Mandalorians. They're pro- one of my least favorite parts of Star Wars that don't involve the holiday special. And um, so I went in very skeptical, but like, well, it's Star Wars. Of course, I'm going to give it a try and probably watch three and a half seasons before I give up on it. But uh, yeah. but but uh, no, I was. I, was I feel like, like he was talking about Clone Wars. I think. <laughs> So too. <laughs> I feel to like that your was question a directly. Episodes one through four and seven and eight were written by John Favreau, and others have writing credits as well. Uh, but five and six, he's not. He's not listed as a writer on. Okay, so only those two. All right. So and and I but will. But there's a degree there, I, right? Like there's I, I when think you that, have yeah. multiple writers. You don't really know who wrote what and for how much and in what order, right? That's kind of and I, th- I hard think to it's know. Fair to, I think it's fair to say that five and six, five would be the um, the gunslinger, yeah, and the, the gunslinger with Mingwa and the the. I I didn't actually the first time I saw the sixth episode, I wasn't a fan. Then I watched it again and I realized that it was basically what if Suicide Squad took place in the Farscape universe. And suddenly I enjoyed that episode. I was like, oh, okay, actually, I can't like this episode. Well, it's nice because it's self-contained. Yeah. Right. We get the setup. We get the, the, the twist and we get the conclusion with our Mandalorian. Uh, with a clever escape and retribution. I liked that it was effectively a scum and villainy episode. Uh, oh, yes. There were no real good guys in that episode other than, I guess, Mando. <laughs> and the child. <laughs> and the child, yeah. <laughs> Everyone else was just kind of a bastard. <laughs> I like the surprise on the child's face. Yeah, uh, I was about during to say that. that. Episode. That he's was... like, okay, now it's time to do my thing. What? <laughs> what did I just I do? <laughs> I didn't even do the thing yet. What happened? He's like uh, looking I, at I, his I, hand. He's like, uh, what the I, hell did happened Did I do here? the thing without doing the thing? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> do the hand thing, baby. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm out of ideas. <laughs> yeah. I, I assume we're going to get a name for this kid next season. Well, hopefully a little more information about it. Kid's 50 years old. It's not like it's a new kid, right? Just well, immature. But, but relative now that to, he's embraced his fatherly duties, you think he'd want to name his kid. So if nothing no, else, he, to have well, something to call it. But, not no, 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 new by our timeline, just immature. Well, here's the interesting thing, Brian. Okay, you guys, you guys say something? Uh, yes, I was. No, I'm just going to say, it's like... Uh, it's going to be like one of those Wild West things or like uh, uh, The Walking Dead where Daryl just calls the dog dog. Like, that's all it is. This, the kid <laughs> is the kid because I'm not planning to keep this kid forever. I'm going to find this kid's fucking people and then when drop him off, don't get attached. That's already caused well, enough trouble. Then killed off all my brothers and sisters. The, way around. the kid can't get attached to these these people that live very short lives. By the time he's an air quotes teenager, they're all going to be dead anyway. 
Eh, if it works for Chewie, it can work for this kid. <laughs> I uh, yeah, well, Chewie can rip the arms off you and beat you to death with them. So yeah, and uh, little baby Yoda almost force choked a motherfucker to death. So uh, whatever. <laughs> he force choked the villain from Deadpool. Um, I uh, I don't actually think he has to name him because most people don't know his name and he doesn't go around saying, here's what you should call me. Most people just call him Mando. So I don't really feel like he thinks. I suppose I don't think true. he feels and like hey. things need names. Yeah, you're right. I hadn't thought about it from that. But yeah, he, does, he is pretty name he deficient already. He with their names. It's not like he's. Like that is a principle of his. But maybe it's like an old wizard thing where like names have right. power. So I'm not going to give you my name. <laughs> I was I was literally about to say that. It's but like names an old wizard or there. cats thing. You remember the deal <laughs> about go changing that. his name? He had a name before he became a Mandalorian. Yeah. And that got changed. Well, did it change or did he just not use it? Because that's not his identity. Anymore. I think he just doesn't use it. That was the impression uh, that I yeah. had. Well, no, yeah. If we're going to go with the names again. have power philosophy, then naming the kid forges a bond between the two of them. So that no. might actually. Oh, naming okay. the kid enables you to uh, work sorcery on him. That's, that's, yeah, that's well, the connection. <laughs> I got a quick question, and I feel that Brian is the one that can answer this. I don't actually know that much about the Mandalorians. Um, because I've not read any of the expanded universe. I don't know anything about that. Not that any of that shit matters anymore, but, uh, not to hit a sensitive subject. Um, but one, what are the Mandalorians? And two, um, is Boba Fett a Mandalorian? Because I've read (laughs) contradictory answers on that question. Well, they're really into their decorations. I mean, armor. (laughs) <laughs> and they're really fashion sensitive about when they wear their armor and when they don't. So well, they right. have a that, they have a weapon fetish. Some call it a religion. Way. Yeah, <laughs> that um, is the honestly way. Uh, Patrick with his familiarity of Clone Wars might be better suited to describe who the Mandalorians are as an overall culture. As I recall, they used to be a warrior race, and then they kind of went peaceful, but the renegades still wanted to carry on the old ways, and they formed the Death Watch that ran around in the Mandalorian armor, and this was all happening during the Clone Wars, and then I kind of stopped watching the series, and somehow we end up with everything <laughs> being dispersed by the Empire by the time we get to Rebels. Sabine is says you the Empire the has trashed their planet, um, oh, and... Yeah. and yeah. Uh, and she's the Mandalorian seems somewhat broken by the time of Rebels. I believe what Brian just in, uh, enacted was what we call nerd shade. <laughs> <laughs> it's equivalent to some kind of shit. I don't care. <laughs> well, like yaddy, I said, yaddy, I'm, yaddy, not, I'm not a fan of Mandalorians, so I, I never really felt like I needed to go do research this stuff. But. Oh, you're not a fan. I I didn't know that. I, I didn't get that from that tone and the general <laughs> way that you were speaking. I didn't pick up on the subtle cues. Well, no, that was more <laughs> just be more for clear Clone about Wars the way than you for feel, the Mandalorians right. in general. I I didn't. Act, it was uh, you're you're misattributing the disdain. So I'm trying to have respect for the way you feel, Brian. I'm just. Yeah. Uh, FYI, Doctor Who sucks. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, shots fired. Shots fired. So, um, as far as is Boba Fett a Mandalorian, um, we 
don't uh, we know he's it looks like he was being raised by bounty hunters but it didn't look like any of them were mandalorians in clone wars so if you go with it it's a culture then probably not if you go with well his dad or clone father was a mandalorian <laughs> then it gets much more murky when you start asking about jango because the on-screen was- the on-screen evidence seems to support the idea fairly solidly that jango was in fact a mandalorian however george lucas has emphatically said he's not and told um Dave Filoni to put in a line to that effect in Clone Wars so that everyone would know that Jango Fett was not a Mandalorian. He was just some guy wearing Mandalorian armor. However, Dave Filoni, either intentionally or just through incompetence, picked a guy, picked the guy to say the line who was shown to be completely incompetent in the episode and everything else he said about Mandalorians turned out to be wrong by the end of the episode. So you really can't trust his judgment on whether or not Mand- uh, Jango was a Mandalorian or not because that whole speech he gave about Mandalorians, all the other facts turned out to be wrong. So, I, can, I, can you I, give I, me I, an example of something he said about Mandalorians that was also wrong? He said that Death Watch was extinct and there were no more warrior Mandalorians. And then later in the episode, we find he's completely full of shit. So he also says that Django is not a uh, Mandalorian, but he thinks there are no warrior Mandalorians. So therefore, he would also just assume, come to the conclusion that Django's not one of those warrior Mandalorians. So um, I have, I've got the the Death Watch was in kind of in hiding like they weren't like hey look at us yeah. come and blow us away oh, so no, it all makes sense on screen it was there's not a continuity problem it's just that the person dave filoni had deliver the message is such a compromised witness or unreliable narrator or you narrator or witness incorrect. that you really can't trust anything he says on this topic right. and i almost wonder if dave filoni deliberately picked that guy just so that anyone who wanted to believe he was still django was a mando could go ahead and believe it without any problems because that guy didn't know shit about Mandos. So, so uh, Brian's bringing in all this headcanon. But I do have one yes. question. What is the logic of having the two people most known for wearing Mandalorian armor not be Mandalorians? I think this is just one of those weird George Lucas's crazy things. And everyone's like, well, that. okay, George, well, if you want me to stick that line in there, I will. So, so there's two things, right? So... There's Mandalorian as the culture, and then there's Mandalorian as the species, right? Mandalore is a planet. If you were born on that planet, you're a Mandalorian. So maybe uh, Jango Fett is not from Mandalore, but Mm. he has adopted the armor and the whatever. He's adopted the way. Now, it doesn't seem like now, now, or maybe he is from Mandalore, but he hasn't adopted the way, right? Because he doesn't. People see him without his mask on all the time. You know, he's using his name. So it's he's not, uh, you know, he's not living the code. So maybe so maybe it's just a semantics thing yeah. um, saying, mm-hmm. well, he's not a true Mandalorian. He just, you know, has he's just wearing a Mandalorian's uniform. Right. Yeah. It'd, it'd be so nice if George Lucas bothered to elaborate as opposed to just saying he's not a Mandalorian. Or maybe. <laughs> Well, or maybe he's like, look, um, in Return of the Jedi, I'm going to make him be incompetent and have him be digested for a thousand years. And I don't want my Mandalorians to have that uh, that shitty That's reputation too- on him. <laughs> so, uh, 
It's you know because I want them to be badasses. Like, Y'all saw it, one dude with a rocket on his back, and you're like, oh, he's he's hot shit. No, that guy's a retard. That's fine. <laughs> Whatever. We are gonna do something different. Is and it the case that the Mandalorian order, if they catch you wearing their shit, is gonna end you, kind of like some of the more well-known in real life fraternities of people that if they catch you wearing their shit, that's your ass. Yeah, Mandalorian would, stolen valor. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I can, I can absolutely see that. Um, mind you, they're, they're in hiding like, uh, like Sith level hiding in clone wars, you know, like nobody even thinks they still exist anymore. So that kind of limits their ability to run out and smack people who are dressing up like them. Um, now Sabine uh, took off her helmet have to all dress the time. Like that all the time. So, well, okay. Sabine took her helmet off all the time. She also spray painted every fucking thing a uh, day glow orange colors. So she's not one hundred percent. Was she, was she Miles ring. Morales? Yeah, exactly. She's the Star Wars Miles Morales. <laughs> See, you would love her because she's just you know. Oh, oh, oh. Also, also, she makes weapons of mass destruction. But that's neither here nor there. Let's not worry about that right now. Well, my recollection was that she was reasonably well. Pr- er, that she didn't seem like she was hated by the Mandalorians for her helmet removal. So, well, I mean, if you watch the show, um, like they take their, they also take their helmets off very often so what you see in the mandalorian as this strict adherence to to the code is not but you know those they had more of a of a of a family uh or a familial sort of connection and so they're like okay this is our clan of which is one clan of many on mandalore so so i don't know Maybe maybe the Mandalorian is just you some know, like extremist thing that some people on Mandalore do. Yeah. Who knows? You know, there there may be people that are more adherent to the code. Yeah. The more mm-hmm. conservative and the more liberal. Yeah, we know that the old the good book says you don't take your fucking helmet off. And that's the way. But you know, one so time Catholic we were on Mandos a trip, and Protestant Mad- Mandos. You know, reformists. I, they uh, happen. I feel like Steve was trying one to time, be subtle about it, but okay. one, time, <laughs> one time I had the space flu and I got sick in my helmet, and uh, that shit came off. I don't yeah. care who you are, you got to take that fucking helmet off. No, I think you Funny. pay for the upgrade to have the uh, the vomit sucker in the helmet, so that way you never have to take it off. What kind that, of Mandalorian doesn't thing. have a vomit sucker? That, that's a cute thing if you already have the vomit sucker, but if you don't already have the vomit sucker... Uh, he hadn't right. earned his signet yet, yeah. so that's he didn't right. have Look. the vomit sucker. He got to earn that signet before <laughs> you can get the vomit sucker. <laughs> I'm just saying, you don't... Like, that's the first... That, look... When we go to accessorize our armor, some people are like, ooh, I want like the pauldron or ooh, I want the cape or the no no no. Vomit sucker first, right? And Only you know, the person who doesn't you know, go for vomit sucker first you know, is not everyone is the same height Mandalorian either. Now you bought your brand new house on the planet you intend to live on, and that's all cool because you can't go back to Mandalore. And when you add the height of your boots and the height of your helmet, now you're bumping your head into shit all over the place. Tell me you're not taking one of them off. You're taking one um, off. I'm gonna raise the damn door. That's 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 that is the way. Stay in the room. Uh-huh. Um, oh, all right. Before we lose time, <laughs> cameos. Are were there aliens any, coming? Were there any particular cameos that you guys particularly loved? 
Bill Moss Burr. Eisley. I never thought Bill Burr was a fucking Star <laughs> yeah, Wars dude. Nerd. <laughs> what the hell was that? I was like, holy shit, that's Bill Burr. And uh, my Bill wife was like, fucking Burr. <laughs> that's not Bill. Uh, that is Bill Burr. I was like, you're goddamn right that's Bill Burr. <laughs> and by the way, whenever you notice Bill Burr, you're supposed to swear out loud because uh, it's Bill Burr. <laughs> I uh, I like st- I like the cameo of Moss Eisley. That was nice. Yes, that was like wow, and the cantina and the whole thing. It was like all right. I've always wondered what that place looked like after the death of Jabba the Hutt, and yep, it was pretty much what I expected. Dead. <laughs> so, <laughs> my, I think my two favorite cameos were in the last episode it was the voices of the two Uh stormtroopers because that was jason sudeikis and adam pally and i was like (laughs) that was fucking hilarious (laughs) though at this point whenever i hear jason sudeikis i tend to think about that movie colossal where he was just an (laughs) awful human being (laughs) well that means he did a good job because that's what you think he acted his ass off in that movie I, I also enjoyed um, Dave Filoni flying an X-wing and blowing up that space station. Yeah, that was that was nice. I did not catch that. No, uh, and I, you know, let, let let's not forget uh, Clancy Brown, or as if you watch the cartoon, Lex Luthor, yes. um, <laughs> or, and and Agent May. Agent May was nice. I kept waiting yeah. for uh, um. Uh, what's his name? The the main character from Agents of Shield. Oh, Colson. I can't wait for Colson to show up. No, uh, <laughs> while we're since we're talking about stand up comedians, I liked Brian Posehn in the first episode. Oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Was that right? Yeah, that was Brian. Posehn. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. driving the cab, right? That was or driving the... the cab. Yeah yeah yeah. I thought that was nice. And then the fucking ice thing ate him. Because <laughs> you know he's a nerd, so the oh, yeah. you know he fucking loved that. Oh, I get to be in something Star Wars related. Hell yeah, I'm yeah. all for that shit. <laughs> and hell, about, it's not uh, a it's not a Taika Waititi for yeah, IG Taika Waititi was was very cool, very cool. And he directed the last episode, <laughs> so that and was Nick nice. Nolte. Oh yes, unbelievably Nolte. Nick Nolte. The yeah, Ug I Nolte. have spoken. I did not I, realize that he was still acting. <laughs> I again, I would not think Nick Nolte and Star Wars would would intersect. Um, but yes, that guy that that was a that was a very nice character. He was. And of I, course, I was happy we can't to see uh, fucking Action Jackson. Um, <laughs> what's his name? Uh, Esposito from most recently in my mind. The Walking Dead, yeah, not The Walking Dead, uh, not The Walking Dead, uh, uh, Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad, yeah, yeah, Esposito. I know how you got there though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's awesome. He's also the mirror that on name. Once Upon a Time. <laughs> oh yes, 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 yes. And again, he okay. played a giant badass who got a comeuppance. That seems yeah, to be his know, thing lately. I think they made him the the big bad, the Scorpius. Uh, well, actually, Scorpius <laughs> didn't turn out to be the big bad, but no. uh, <laughs> perceptibly, that's what the idea was. Yeah. 
Well, okay, Scorpius was the big bad for a couple seasons. and then... He was. Do you think he's the craze then of this show? And next season they're going to introduce a bigger bad that mm. uh, is going to end up working with them? <laughs> No, I don't, I don't think so. Cause he's got, so, so he's got like the dark saber, right? Which, which I never actually expected to see in a live action thing. So, um, you know, I, I, I kind of know about that. Do you want to give a quick explanation? No, no, it's just the, the uh, dark lightsaber. <laughs> it was a, there was a Mandalorian who went off to be trained by the Jedi ages ago and he built the dark saber. And then after he died, I think the it, the the Mandalorians got to keep his saber because he was the the Jedi Mando, and it became the sacred relic. And whoever's got it has a bunch of street cred. So does like, that mean he's a Mandalorian? It's. It, I think it plays more into the Empire has stolen no. all the Mandalorians' shit, and they should gotcha. get it back. That's my take. I on didn't. It. I actually was not aware of the Mandalorian connection to the dark saber. So I'm actually no. glad that I asked that question. That's cool. Okay. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> no, it's, I think uh, it's Clone Wars and Rebels. I believe it. I yeah. think it's safe up. to say that we're all in for season two. Oh hell yeah! Oh yes. <laughs> by hook or by crook, some way or another, we're all going to see it. <laughs> I think Ryan Johnson has said that he would like to make an episode of the second in the second season. Well, how do you feel about that? I would love that. Yes, yeah, I'm good. all Sounds for great. that shit. And I expect that we're going to see plenty of uh, celebrity cameos as well. That seems to be uh, a well-suited setting for them to just appear and get in, get out kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still waiting for Colson. <laughs> it'd be nice if there was just a cameo where Fitz shows up but he's Fitz <laughs> Slip in a you find hydra. out you're on that same planet that Simmons was on for like yeah. six months mm-hmm. <laughs> oh shit <laughs> that was a deep cut <laughs> what that was you gotta watch the show to know what the fuck I was just talking about. Oh, fuck. <laughs> this is a fact. Oh, that's amazing. Well, if you'd like to get in on any more deep cuts that we might have, you can go to our website, which I guess if you listen to this fucking show often enough, you're gonna hear all about it. It's scifishow.net. We're on the Facebook and the Twitters, so it's at sci-fi show. And until next time, I'm Steve. This is Michael. This is Patrick. This is Brian. Star Wars is part of my religion. This is the way. <laughs> <laughs>